I'm Amber. I'm Jackie. And I'm Jacania. And we're the real lens. A twin aunt and niece trio reviewing our favorite shows, whether for past or present, shows that got canceled that we think should come back, teenage dramas, novelas, and so much more. So stay tuned. On today's show, we're going to be discussing the new sitcom we've been getting into. Not Dead Yet is based on Alexandra Potter's 2020 book, Confessions of a 40-something F-Up. It follows Nell Serrano, played by Gina Rodriguez, who we know and love from Jane the Virgin, a broke and newly singled self-described disaster, working to restart the life and the career that she left behind 10 years ago. When she lands the only job she can find, writing obituaries, Nell starts getting life advice from an unlikely source. So before we even get into what this show is really about and what we loved about it, just want to talk about who these characters are because we recognize them. So Gina Rodriguez, who is also an executive producer on Not Dead Yet, we know her from Jane the Virgin, as I mentioned previously, but we also have Lauren Ash who plays Lexi. We know her from Superstore, love her. Hannah Simone plays Sam, and we know her from New Girl, which we should be talking about very soon. <laughs> uh, Rick Glassman uh, plays, uh, we know him as Edward on the show. He is from Undateable. And Josh Bande plays Dennis, and he is on Upload, which is currently on Amazon Prime. So we will definitely be reviewing that show as well. So let's get into it. When we first meet Nell, she messed up her career by moving to London for her boyfriend, Philip. And then when she returns to the U.S. and gets her old job back writing obituaries, um, it's no secret that she encounters many struggles. So what are some of those struggles that you think Nell encounters when she returns to the U.S. and returns to her old job? I think that one of the struggles that she has is seeing how, like, there's this huge time gap between her and her friends and her friends have progressed. They've moved forward with their careers. Like they're, you know, leading in their own like um, uh, newspaper sections or, or I, is it a newspaper or a magazine? <laughs> it is. I think it's a so newspaper. They, so they move forward and they're like leading in that. And she's like in the beginning, she's kind of like an intern, in, so to speak. And she, I think she struggles with that a lot. And she's trying to like play catch up a lot. Yeah, um, I think for Nell too, um, her best friend, uh, Sam, has had a lot of like milestones happening for her within the last 10 years. She had a baby, she got married, and Nell doesn't have any of that. So for her, seeing her friends not just progress in, in their career, I think that it it kind of dawns on her that she's just alone. I mean, she's like living with a roommate. She doesn't really have a lot of money, you know. So there's just a lot of things that are happening to her that she's just like, why is it my life where it's supposed to be? And I think a lot of us within that age bracket can definitely identify with that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like she's living the life of a 20 something year old, but in a 40 year old's body. And so yeah. obviously 
she feels uncomfortable. For a 20-something year old, it's normal to be entry level at your job. It's normal to have a roommate. But at her age, her her mindset mentally is she wants to have a family. She wants to be married. She wants to be progressed in her career. So I think that her self-esteem also um, takes a obviously is tanked at this point because she sees everybody living the life that she thought she would have had and that she was very close to attaining when she was in London because Philip is not only just a regular ex-boyfriend, he was her fiance. Right. Um, So when she starts writing these obituaries, we find out very quickly that she can see dead people and specifically the dead people that she's writing these obituaries for. And I think that this is kind of like a mystery in the show that got glossed over. Um, Like they made it like she made it seem like it was normal or something. But why do you think that she's seeing dead people from when she writes her obituaries? Like, is this real? Is she really seeing these people? Or do you think that this is just maybe her her mind taking her to another place? Hmm. That's a good question, because. um it's interesting that she also like meets people through the people of the obituary, like people related to them. So it's possible yeah. that it's just, it's just like her research and she's just like envisioning these things. Um, so maybe that that's that aspect, but maybe there is a supernatural aspect that there maybe will go over in, the, in a new season. Hopefully they do. So we can know more about why she is having this experience. I'm also like curious to know if the last person to write the obituaries had the same experience. Yeah. I hope that the show answers that question. I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't know why she's seen dead people. I think it could be in her imagination, but you know, this show actually reminds me of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which you guys haven't watched yet, but I love that show. I can't believe it was canceled. But <laughs> there's a lot of similarities with this show. In Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, um, she actually hears people singing their emotions or something that they're going through, and she has to help them get through that. And mm. in this show, we see that she's not just helping other people cross over so to speak but they're also helping her get her life together so I see a lot of similarities in the show which is why I loved it but yes there's um, this I'm element sure of there's this also this element of magical realism that we see Gina Rodriguez do a lot in yeah. um, we saw magical realism in Jane the Virgin which we loved and it yeah. really played well there so it's kind of interesting that she took on another role that there have some magical realism and you know I guess the paranormal experience here as well right. yeah so something that I really liked about the obituaries is that each person that she wrote about um, like J- Jackie mentioned was that they either she helped them or they helped her. So what are some of your favorite obituaries? <laughs> oh, okay. I think a lot of people's favorites is Monty's um, obituary. And I have to say it is my favorite. I think it was one of the most, um, uh, com- it was like a common thread throughout the entire season. 
um, how she meets Cricket and she befriends this like unlikely person. This woman is a, a lot older than her, but she teaches her a lot of life lessons and help and helps her actually move on in her own life and just realize that there is more that you're not just stuck here in this place. Um, you know, I think that Monty also teaches her a lot too, like just kind of like like their relationship with his relationship with Cricket. I think he teaches her a lot about love as well. Um, so I think that one was my favorite for sure. Yeah, um, I have two favorites and Monty is definitely one of them. Um, with everything that Yekanya mentioned, like, you know, she meets Cricket. So there's this like really nice friendship forming between them. So that was something that she needed. She needed someone who was wise outside of the imaginary people that she's seeing, right? Cause she's always talking to herself. Um, <laughs> but she needed like a real life person that could bring her back to, I guess, reality, mm -hmm. but also yeah. put into practice what these dead people are teaching her. Right. Um, and also like navigating the complications of like, you know, getting older and, and, and just like life luck things. How old but is she? She's actually she's she's in her 30s. She's in her 30s. So definitely could understand her. But I liked Jessie's obituary. Honestly, yeah. that episode, I really thought that she met this amazing man. And like they had a Me too. school. Um, and that she was goes a on major wonder. Yeah, I was so disappointed. I was like, oh my God, he's perfect for her. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but the why I love this episode specifically was because it it gave her the ability to um see what she really wanted out of a relationship, a romantic one, and realize that she needed to get out of her um get get out of her like uh, I don't want to say obsession but uh, outside like of romanticism like romance uh, from her ex like she was yeah. still like heavily like oh my gosh like we just need to get back together like she was just so like trying to fix that situation which we'll see later but um he was kind of like the depiction of what a positive healthy relationship would look like and what it would be like to romance and I think she needed to see that so, so she can mm -hmm. come to the realization that she deserved better than Philip. So right. that was my favorite. And he was fine. So let me just <laughs> yeah, end it with that. So, okay. <laughs> when I saw Jesse's episode, I thought, oh, this is my favorite obituary. Until we got to the episode with Terry Lawrence, who was the puppet lady. Um, oh because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I that top. was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite episode because she really showed Nell that sharing is caring, and that your friend can have more than one friend than just you. And I oh, think that yeah. I connected with that um, on a personal level because the way that I've always been is that I've always been very like territorial with my friends, and I'm a very like one on one person where I just wanted to be me and my best friend and F everybody else, you know, like I would get so upset when my best friend would have like other friends and try to include them like in our little group. And I'm like, no, it's just me and you. I just want to be me and you. And right. that episode 
um, you know, Nell basically tries to sabotage the relationship between Lexi and Sam. And because she finds like some sort of opening, you know, she finds like a crack in their friendship. And it's like, ooh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna mess that up so that I can keep her to myself. And in the end, she realizes that that's not beneficial for her or for her friend that, you know, your friend can have more than one friend. It doesn't just have to be you, you know, even if you don't like that person, that person was still there for your friend, um, you know, in a time that you weren't, you know, because Nell was gone for many years and then she comes back and she just expects mm -hmm. um, Sam to, to not have had any friends in that whole time. And, yeah. you know, that's unfair. So for me, it spoke to me personally. And I realized like, okay, I need to share my friends as well. So yeah, that's why I really like that. And on that note, um, we see that Nell is best friends with Sam. But when she returns, she does find that she befriends Lexi. And Lexi, if you don't know, is their boss. And she was always disliked by their entire staff. So they even had like a cool nickname and I forget the nickname. Um, but uh, do you think that Nell... Sam and Lexi must all be friends in order to have their individual friendships to work? No, I think they just need to get along. Um, I mean, even us, like we've been in situations where we have a group of friends and we are not exactly best friends with all of them, um, but there needs to be some type of um, amicable relationship where you guys can get along and obviously we see a lot of issues arise with with Nell and Lexi and they're both jealous of each other and yeah. um you know Lexi and Sam have a lot that they identify with they're both parents they're married so this is something that um Sam and Lexi connect with but then Sam and Nell have had a relationship for a long period of time. So they've been together throughout so many chapters in their life. So mm -hmm. it's, I feel like this story talked about how changes in your life can change your friendships. Um, and mm -hmm. I think we've all experienced that. Um, but I think it's very interesting that she's also their boss because I feel like there's a conflict of interest here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we do see some elements of that where you know, Lexi might get more, uh, give more opportunities to Sam versus Nell um, mm -hmm. because they're friends. And I think that that conversation needs to be talked about a little bit more. But yeah, but yeah Lexi, first of all, I love her. <laughs> I loved her on Superstore. So I love seeing her on this show. And I think yeah. she does an incredible job playing this like very disliked person <laughs> she does um, she does yeah. and um you know on that like note with the whole like having the individual friendships it's just funny to see how Lexi is trying to strive for Sam's like attention and Nell's trying to strive for her attention she's like they're both fighting for Sam and I feel like Sam is kind of like stuck in this middle where she's like I actually like Lexi but and I love you Sam um Nell but it's just like you guys are both my friends. And I think that uh, Nell has a hard time reconciling with that. So, um, I, I mean, think Lexi too. To be. Yeah, Lexi she has too. a hard time reconciling with that too. I think she tried. Because she doomed be. her to the obituary. Yeah. 
on purpose. Yes, she did that on purpose. But she did give her the opportunity because of Sam. You know, she didn't have to do that. She didn't want to, but because of Sam, she did it. So we do kind of see that Lexi is capable of having like love in her heart. So so that was kind of like nice to see that um the softer side of Lexi. Yeah. Um, so now also has an interesting dynamic with her roommate, Edward. And in the beginning of this of the season, we see them as like complete strangers. They are completely like in opposition with each other. Um, and then we also know that he's on the spectrum. We learned that. And then they ultimately become friends. How do you guys feel about their friendship now? I feel like their friendship, like it started off obviously not as, a friendship but I think that that's normal like it's one mm-hmm. of those friendships that just progress like you're in a room mm-hmm. with someone not because you necessarily want to be but you just are so obviously you're not like super oh let's hang out let's do this let's do that but over time um it's kind of like not judging a book by its cover like over time you start to see um the heart of that person you start to see how they come through for you you start to see, you know, their motivations behind their actions. You start to see, like, just the nature of, of their character, especially when you live with them, because you can't really right. hide who you are when you're in your own home. Um, so I like their friendship. Um, I thought that it was pretty solid, and I like how it just continued to progress, especially since um, when when Nell met his girlfriend, she mm-hmm. allowed him to see, like, you should be with someone that doesn't make you have to become someone else in order for you to like them. Right. And then exactly. towards the end of the season, he also basically reciprocated the same thing back to her. So exactly. I really like their yeah. friendship. Yeah. Um, I love Edward. His personality is awesome. I'm like, I need a friend like him. But um, I think that this unlikely duo as a friend are perfect because she needed that in her life like she needed someone who wasn't just like her um and I won't Mm, even begin to like try to explain the personality of someone on a spectrum because it can vary but I'm just gonna take a wild guess that he was used to living alone and having things has done his way so for him to have like this roommate come and disrupt his order and or and, and routine was a struggle for him but as he started uh getting used to like those norms of of Nell of you know leaving a mess and not picking you know not picking up after herself um he started to basically embrace that because that's who she was or she she is Mm -hmm. um however Edward they're good for each other in the sense that Nell made Edward come out of the shell yeah the complete opposite edward made nell become more responsible and also more tidy in the home so like they kind of rubbed off of each other they're kind of growing up with each other and they complement each other right so that that friendship is a really good one and i love them they're so and the fact that they they're so honest with each other like they tell it like it is like if you notice how Amber, you talked about the girlfriend who 
is like this bombshell who everyone was like, oh my God, you know, like unexpected. Um, and he's like lying to her about who he is. But with Nell, yeah, that was sad. like, yeah. yeah, with Nell, he's like super transparent about who he is. He's, he, you know, he's a bit of a, you know, he's super uptight and he likes things his way and all of that. And, and I think that that's wonderful. And I think Nell appreciates that part of him, even though it annoys the crap out of her, but they have a great friendship and yeah. Yeah. right so towards the end of the season we finally meet the person that Nell has been talking about the whole season Philip (laughs) actually I was shocked when he showed up because (laughs) I didn't think he was ever going to show up like I thought that it was just going to be something that they talked about that but that, you know, they didn't have the budget or something in this show to actually bring the character. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when we meet him, now we understand why and how they broke up. And then Nell decides to give him another chance. So why do you guys I think, think that she <laughs> gave him another chance? Woo, I think um, she was with this person for 10 years. And... Um, it's hard leaving a relationship of, you know, when, when you've spent that much time in a relationship with them. Um, and then we realize that she also loses, um, she has a, she has a miscarriage. And um, I think that she just wants to have like that closeness with him. And I think that after the apology that he gave her, which was a ridiculous apology, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, that she feels like maybe she can pick up the pieces with him and still have. And I also think that she's like holding on to like that hope, like she can have what Sam has, right. If she just like re rebuilds everything that she has with Philip. So, and then he offers to like stay um, in town for her and puts the ball in her court and all this stuff. You know, he makes her believe that it's her choice when really it's not. Manipulation. Mm-hmm. right exactly mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. that you know there is love for him because of the time spent that they have had together um so yeah I think that's pretty much why she gives him another chance yeah I mean I feel like you summed that up pretty well um but there's all there's like that factor of like history with someone right mm-hmm. you don't want to start over with someone new you've been with this person for so long that right why not give them another chance? Maybe they've changed because she's changed, but you know, we really don't know what the other person is experiencing or going through. So it's really hard to really guess if that person has changed or not. Um, but I think that Philip is a douchebag. And <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, yeah. Didn't he I have I another girlfriend? Understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and the fact that she gave him another chance, it doesn't mean I, I, I don't want to pass judgment because we all do this. I mean, God knows I've done it. Um, but, <laughs> Same. but, you know, remember that everything that has been going on in her life thus far, all the lessons she's learning from the obituaries, her friendship with Cricket and Edward um, is vital to what she ultimately decides to do at the end of this season. So, Which is why I couldn't understand why she gave him another chance, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and I think that she needed that closure because she was not 
she didn't have that closure even because it's 10 years of your life like we're talking about a decade of you being with someone like there has to be some type of close to that chapter and they didn't have that so um I think it was important that she gave him another chance even especially as because as she was. just left right Remember, she, she just up and like carried she left her London and didn't say anything Right. So um, which is kind of messed up, but also he deserved it. Um, but um, but it's still kind of like I needed that she needed that closure in order to close that chapter and move on with her life. And it was really right. important that that chapter closed so that other things can start happening for her. Right. My thing is that the whole season she didn't want to tell anybody that she saw dead people. Like, she didn't want to tell Cricket, like, oh, I see your husband. Like, the fact that, like, Cricket was like, oh, I know a person who could see dead people, that was the opening <laughs> oh to be like, God. okay, so Cricket believes in the supernatural. So if I tell her, maybe she'll believe me, you know? Or mm-hmm, she could have told mm-hmm. her best friend. But of all people, she goes and she tells Philip, like, and she tells him, like, right away. Like, literally, like, they just get back together and he's the first person that she confesses this too. So what are your thoughts as to mm-hmm. why she told him and why did she tell him so quickly? Um, the silence speaks volumes because I don't know <laughs> why she told him. It was very confusing. It didn't seem right. Like, especially because they just got back together. She's had this animosity towards him the whole time. And she knew that he, of all people, would not believe her. So it's just interesting that she did tell him. And I'm like, I don't know if maybe it's because she felt like they were in a relationship. So now it's like, oh, maybe he'll support me in this and not think that I'm crazy. But I feel like of all people, probably Edward would understand her. But interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, I have a theory. I think that she did this subconsciously to push him out of her life. Um, that makes sense. I think that she was so in fear of telling her best friend that this is happening to her because she she thought that they were going to think she was crazy mm-hmm. or, you know, because she has, like, her life was basically in shambles. So if she starts saying, oh, I see dead people, the, the people that I write <laughs> obituaries for, they were going to think, oh, my God, she's off her rocker. So she, mm-hmm. I think she did this subconsciously to push him away because she knew instinctively that this relationship was not going to work. You yeah, know, so she, I, that's why I think she sure. did it. <clears throat> right. We'll and now that I think about it and now that you, you say, like, talk about her subconscious, I think maybe she did tell him because probably since she knows that he's a realist, she probably was like, I need someone to snap me back into reality. And if I tell him, I think that he will just tell me like that what I'm seeing is not real. And maybe like that's the confirmation that I need or something that like, this isn't real. (laughs) But maybe, yeah. All that to say, that is not Edward's reaction. Because when (laughs) Edward sees her talking to herself, he literally tells her, oh, you're you're talking to yourself she's like oh you don't think I'm weird and he's like no I just think that that's something that you do to make yourself feel better that's just your way of of coping 
That's and true. you know he says that to her like like if that's the most yeah. normal thing in the world and they even have like this beautiful moment where she's like oh but I thought you didn't like the fact that I leave Cheeto dust on the walls and he's like no I'm used to the Cheeto dust because it's how I know that you're home and my heart literally <laughs> melted I was like oh and she starts crying I was like ah a mess that so, was a sweet moment yeah I know that was that was so sweet and when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. Are y'all trying to hint at a future relationship brewing between Edward and Nell? Because even though, like, mm-hmm. I could see how their friendship would have grown, I didn't know that they would share a romantic relationship. So what do you guys think? Do you think that this is going to stay friendship level? Or do you think that they're going to move mm-hmm. on to something more romantic? I hope that they stay friends for a while, but I do want them eventually to be together because I think that they see each other in ways that other people don't. Um, mm-hmm. And it's because of their honesty. Um, it's because, um, you know, she's having like this distinct experience by seeing dead people. And then he also understands like her, maybe her, um, her way of coping and that's like talking to herself even though she's like seeing dead mm-hmm. people or who knows that the jury's up on that but um, but I think that they would be really like positive for each other in a relationship and I think they're so cute and I think it was the first time we see Edward be like super romantic we didn't see that with his girlfriend at all and right. I was just yeah. like this is so sweet like I can't it's, I, I just it was so sweet so I hope they end up together eventually, but I still want them to work out their friendship first. Yeah. Um, I, I think that this is definitely a setup for them. However, we might not even see them get together for a while. I think it's going to be one of those things that's like a slow burn. And then they finally, you know, admit to each other their feelings. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, But it's, I think Edward, like I said before, they he's very honest about who he is or with her and vice versa. So the fact that he sees her, even in all her kookiness, so to speak, and with him, they have this mutual like respect for each other despite their bickering. Um, but I think that that's like that tension that they do like each other um, mm-hmm. as well. So I think they will definitely end up together, but we'll have to see, I guess. We'll see. And after that scene, that's when she breaks up with Philip at the dinner party. So my other <laughs> question <God>. is, do <laughs> you think that this is the last that we're going to see of Philip? Or do you think that this is like one of those things that we're so accustomed to? We'll break up with someone a million times and then get back together with them. What do you think will be the case with Philip? I Phillip think we'll see him again. I think we'll see Philip again. I think that um, he's going to stay in town and he's going to try to win her back for whatever reason, mm. who knows, it might be just like pride. Um, but I do think we'll see him again. I don't think he'll be like a recurring role in the, in the next season, but I think he'll definitely be in like an episode or two for sure. I think he's I don't know. <laughs> I think he's gone. I don't. Yeah. I mean, we might. She. They might bring him back for like one episode, perhaps. But I honestly don't think he. 
like that chapter she had her closure that's it it's over yeah yeah but he didn't but so you'll see that i think what they'll do is that they'll try to have him try to win her back and her just like kind of standing her ground i really want to see that because it just really would show like the growth of now so i mean she already stood her ground by breaking up with him at a dinner party yeah right that's true right yeah, because that, that, that set, uh, felt kind of final. <laughs> but then right. he remember she tells him that she sees dead people, so he's probably gonna be like, "She's out of her mind. Like you're not in the right headspace. Like you need help. Like you understand what I'm saying?" So there, I, I just there may be some element of him there. Maybe not in a romantic that way. There's anything else left for his character to give to the show because. In that conversation that she had with Philip, Philip brought to her attention, you change who you are when you're around him. You shrink when you're around him. You're not the person that mm. um, that you really are around him. Yeah. And she comes to that realization. And because of that, that's why she breaks up with him. That's literally the only thing she had to take away from her relationship with, with Philip was that she was not herself. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So really, there's there's really nothing else that he can add to the show, in my opinion. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll find okay. out who I agree was with right that. next season. <laughs> yeah. We'll find so, out who was right. Hang on. Before we even continue on with this, my question for you, because we talked a lot about, you know, the show. and We got in a little deep about this show. Um, what were your initial reactions when you started watching it? Okay, because I, I had to... watched it before all of you, so <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "You guys should watch it." What were your like initial thoughts? Because I feel like a lot of people have given it some. So I know, love like, oh. Gina. I love Gina Rodriguez. Um, I love her specifically in TV series. I think she that's like she thrives there. Um, but I have to say, when I saw the synopsis, like, oh, she's writing obituaries, I was like, this is going to be so freaking corny. Like, I just, <laughs> I was very apprehensive um, for watching it. But of course, you know, we got to support our Latina leads. So, um, you know, especially our Boricuas. So um, I just was very apprehensive. So it took me a really long time to hit play. So I'm glad that I did because it was a really heartfelt show. It teaches you a lot of life lessons. And I think that's something that we have been missing a lot in um, recent shows. So it was just very heartfelt. And it wasn't to like the capacity of This Is Us, which I have never finished This Is Us because the crying oh, episode that I was having every day. <laughs> I cry every I just, episode. No, no, no. I, I couldn't do it. It was too much. It's an amazing show. But it, 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 this one is just like right in the middle. Yeah, there's drama. Like, there's levity. There's drama. And there's also... um you know, you know, that, um, that, um, that life lesson, I, I, I would say, yeah, but I love the and show. Just like love even, show. even like for people who are experiencing grief too, like, I think this show is really good to have that type of what you said, like that relief, because it's not so dramatic, but it teaches you a lot about others and how, the, how people view us when we're gone too. Like that's mm-hmm. also another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's well, true. What about you, Amber? What, what were your initial reactions? So I work from home. So I play a lot of shows 
in the background <laughs> while I'm working. <laughs> so for me, this was like the type of, this was the perfect show for you to watch if you're working from home and you want to put on something feel good. But I was actually surprised because I didn't even know what the show was about. And then when I find out that it's like, obituaries and I was like oh this is really cool like by the time that we got to the second episode because I thought that it was just gonna be Monty throughout the whole season but then when I saw each episode was about like different um people that had died that she's writing obituaries about I was like oh this is really cool like I've never seen a concept like this before I don't know if you guys have but I've never mm -hmm. seen a show with that type of plot and I I just loved how every um dead person uh, was showing her something different um, and was teaching her something different so I loved it I'm excited for season two it's not something that I'm like you know obsessed with but <laughs> I think it's a good show oh, for me to watch, watch. While I'm working yeah yeah it's a good show yeah. for me to watch while I'm working from home and I want something in the background and maybe I can't catch every single detail because I'm getting distracted doing things but it's so easy to follow along um you know if you look up at the screen and see the the next two minutes yeah. or so like okay you get caught up on what's going on so yeah i i, I, yeah. I gave it like 8.5 out of 10 <laughs> oh. so i'm actually really glad because um y'all sometimes do not like my recommendations on shows <laughs> so i am so glad y'all liked it um and this show, um, like I said previously, is just, it's similar to Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which it's also a really great show as well. Um, She's been saying that all. Right. I've been saying this for like three years <laughs> at this point. The show was canceled, oh. but but it's so good. And I think we should talk about it. it um, it's a really good one. But um yeah, I, I feel like the show, like you said, it's a feel-good show. But what I like about it is that it's short. And yeah. you still get a lot of impact in that short episode. So, of course, definitely, like Jekania said, support Latinas who are at the forefront on these sitcoms. Because we don't have a lot of sitcoms for our community. Um, so it's important that we, we actually support them. Um, and I'm so glad that they renewed for season two, and Yay. which is crazy <laughs> because this show uh, debuted in late February of this year, and it was renewed in May. So that tells you that people are actually watching the show. So, yeah, next season we will. When we have a date, I guess we'll update everyone. But yeah, you can it's watch it on ABC. Too. It's kind of interesting too that um you know a primetime show gets renewed nowadays because everything's on streaming. Um so I'm glad that it got renewed. So yay. Not to mention with like all these reboots that we've been having, it's nice to have a show that's not a reboot. Like yeah. I mean there's a time and place for reboots because you know my heart. There <laughs> is. <laughs> there is. I love a good reboot. It has to be well done, but Absolutely. it's nice to have something different and something that anyone can literally watch and understand because we've all dealt with grief, loss of friendships or changing of friendships, et cetera. And, and literally mm -hmm. dealing with your, with going on through life and trying to navigate your career and whatever. So absolutely. It's an awesome show. So 
We will definitely update everyone when season two is set to uh, launch, but um, I'm excited for Nell's future and hopefully Edward's future. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see what they do next. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Lens Podcast. Follow us on all social media platforms, including TikTok and Instagram, or right here where you listen to podcasts. So stay plugged in as we continue to review your favorite shows.